Welcome to Season 2 of Spark Reunited, a series of shows celebrating 25 years of broadcasting on this student community radio station. Whether it was Utopia or Spark, the people featured on the station have made it into what it is today. And as today's Sparkies, we are forever grateful for them imparting their knowledge onto us, and we decided to pay it forward by sharing it with you. After such a successful Season 1, where we heard the likes of Emma Millen, Chris Stevens, and Rob Dowell, and this season, we'll be speaking to more ex-Sparkies and Utopians like current Capitol executive producer Callum Hyder and BBC West Midlands producer Adam Pender-Smith, along with loads of other guests who will share their radio insights and experiences with you. Our guest for this episode is documentary producer for ITV, Claire Savage. Hope you enjoy. Hello, I'm Daniel Russell and you're listening to a special edition of Spark Content. Today, I'm here with... Hi, Claire Savage. Thanks for that, Claire. And what's your job role at the moment? Yeah, so currently I am a series producer and I've made numerous documentaries for ITV and more recently, actually dropping tonight on the 13th of April, I have made a two-part series on Waco Untold, The British Stories. So that's my most recent credit. That's great, Claire. So how were you involved with Utopia whilst you were there? Yeah, so I actually still have a photograph on the wall behind me here, but I was involved coming up with stories and interviewing people. I suppose the, the most famous person of note to interview was Kate Eady, who's a famous news correspondent. I think she still has a lot of ties with Sunderland um, University. And yeah, she was amazing and obviously uh, it was big shoes to follow really interviewing Kate but I mean even in those early days she put me at ease and you know even the pros like her make mistakes sometimes and she told me this great anecdote of turning up to a story and then the tape recorder didn't work but actually it was a great anecdote because it made me realize that even when things go wrong as they often do in broadcast it's important to remember that most people are actually really supportive around you and really understanding. So when things went wrong for me and stories I've worked on, technically, etc., you know, it's been really refreshing to know that most people do have your back and will be really patient. So little things like that. I also was learned how to write interview briefs and um, I learned how to write scripts. And yes, my writing got better over time, but at least I learned the kind of the core building blocks of how to write a script and the who, what, where, when, how. You know, that still was one of the first things I learned and I learned it at, at the university. So yeah, and I still carry those skills with me today. So moving on from your time at Utopia, how did your career progress from there? Yeah, so I went to Sun FM. I also got some work experience at Cool FM in Northern Ireland, which was really important because it was kind of 25 years ago. Gosh, it was 25 years ago. And it was around the time of the signing of the Good Friday Agreement. So I was really fortunate on that work experience on my, you know, Easter holidays back in Northern Ireland that I got to, you know, see what was going on behind the scenes in terms of the Good Friday Agreement. And I guess that really just cemented what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a journalist. And then when I left um, university, I was really fortunate to get a job, well, an internship on Capitol Hill in Washington, which was again at my time at um, the university. And that kind of, I suppose, catapult me into my first local radio job. So you can see there's a very clear line, you know, in my early career, you know, all directly related back to Utopia. 
And then it was a couple of years in local radio for Belfast City Beat and I started to freelance. I took the brave move of leaving a staff job and I freelanced for a while, which eventually led to my role um, as a producer, assistant producer in the BBC and then a reporter and then acting Ireland correspondent for like a good 15 years. And then more up to date recently to ITV where I've been with them for the guts of seven and eight years now, where I've moved from being an on-screen journalist reporter to now a, I hope, um, a producer with maybe be a good track record in in making some really important documentaries really so earlier on i was talking to richard berry and he was telling me that you interviewed david putnam at one point in your time at utopia what was that like yeah lord putman what an incredible person and you know great to have connected to the university obviously very famous for chariots of fire but yeah meeting someone of his caliber and you know, it was quite daunting as a young student, you know, as a teenager. But actually, again, it taught me that most interviewees are very understanding and maybe if you fluff your questions, they'll be very forgiving, even if it is someone of a high stature to just an ordinary person. And also it taught me that it doesn't matter what walk of life someone comes from, really. Those key principles of doing an interview are still the same, no matter if they are, you know, a very well-respected and esteemed um, person in the cinematic industry right through to, as I say, someone, Joe Public, down the pub, you know, and um, the basic principles again are the same. And again, I learned them at Utopia. Yeah. So Claire, one of the things I want to know is how would you advise people who are wanting to get into Spark, into journalism and into broadcasting? What advice would you give them? I mean, do it. You've got to do it because it's something on your CV because it's fiercely competitive to get in and get work experience in local radio these days. Um, you know, it's just hard to do really. And it was hard you know, for me 25 years ago, I had to write letters back then, not email as such. I had to write letters and then I had to follow it up with a phone call. And the best advice I can give young journalists or young broadcasters wanting to break in is pick up a phone and ring people. It's so easy to dismiss an email. You know, it's so easy to dismiss a, a social media message, but if you speak to someone, there's that human contact. And that also goes, you know, when I'm trying to like speak to people on stories too, that's important, you know, because it's so easy to fob off a email, say, or something in writing. But if you actually speak to someone or agree to meet them, there's so much more that can be, you know, trust-wise and in terms of getting information about the story in, in a positive way that can be, you know, deemed if you actually speak to people. It's just so important. So that's my main advice is try and speak to those news editors and um, be it message them initially in LinkedIn or ask them for a chat, you know, and then you build up that relationship. And same goes with contributors. You've got to build up trust. You've got to build up that relationship there too. And often the only way to do that is when you look at people in the whites of their eyes to see that you're coming at it from a good place and also just you know get get on it get on it because you'll learn those basic skills that I learned all those years ago and I still have with me today because it's not some dark art or code to all of this it's simple journalism simple questions and they often bring out the best stories and people Claire that's such good advice but there's one thing I want to know one final question and it's a big one what was your favorite memory whilst you were at Utopia and um, my favorite memory I actually think it was just a good laugh, Utopia. You know, everyone that was on that program, there's like a core body of people. Believe it or not, like even like, you know, 25 years on, I'm still friends with them. And that's really important. And especially Merwin, you know, she's probably one of my best friends. And, you know, she went on and had a great career too in the media. 
and yeah, pr pretty much everyone I know that worked on it has gone on to do something big. So yeah, there must be something, there must be something in, in, in the pudding, in the taste of the pudding of Utopia and Nice Sparks that has this lasting legacy. And I don't know, maybe it just shows you that we've just got that little bit of extra get up and go because you have to you know, volunteer. So maybe that's what maybe sets us apart from others and that we just, you know, we really had a passion for it and we really wanted to do it. And I think that passion is something that's continued throughout my career, certainly, I'm sure. That's absolutely fantastic, Claire. Thank you very much for speaking to us today. For more episodes from former members of Sparking Utopia, keep listening to Spark Reunited, sparking your interest in media.